when you're operating face to face, some of the rapport building may come naturally when you see somebody in front of you. They just happen to walk by and you can stop them. Even though, by the way, that doesn't happen as often as we would think it does. But just assume that, right? You can make the face-to-face time happen. Becoming more intentional about building rapport and deeper relationships when people are not in front of you takes a bit more thoughtful planning on your part. But I'm here to tell you the potential results are worth the effort. I'm Janet Ioli, and you're listening to Power Presence Academy, practical wisdom for leaders. If you're looking for leadership mentoring, advice, or just a dose of inspiration, I've got you covered. Join me as I share leadership tips and lessons of experience from experts and from executives at the top of their game. This is your go-to place for all things leadership. It doesn't have to be lonely at the top. Let's go. One of the questions that I keep getting messages from all of you listeners about is this whole notion of leading a remote workforce. And you've probably been watching the news lately. Amazon just announced that they'll be bringing back their remote workforce to the office. And I can't tell you how many of my clients are doing the same thing. And most of them were doing like three days a week in the office and then two days remote. And I'm seeing a trend now in different industries. The CEOs are making the decision to bring everybody back in the office all the time with exceptions, maybe on a Friday, part-time remote or something like that, which is interesting because there's some backlash about that. There are people that are, what I'm hearing from the executives that I'm working with is that people aren't really happy about it. Even some of the People in the senior management ranks are not as happy about it. So one of the things I wanted to talk about today is one of the things we're going to have to learn is how to lead a remote workforce, whether we're bringing people back in the office or not. I think we're hearing that, oh, you know, we can't connect or we're feeling as if we're not as connected. One of the people I was talking to about this, an executive was saying that, Our company is losing its culture because people are not co-located. They're not being as polite to each other. They're not connecting and empathizing as much. I think connecting remotely takes work. And if we're not used to doing something, it's definitely harder. But I am still one who believes that it can be done. And here's why I believe that. I know for myself, I was, when I first got certified as a coach, one of the things that I had, a mindset that I had is that there is absolutely no way I can do coaching sessions virtually. How could I be so intimate and close and empathetic with someone when I can't see them and vice versa? I can't see their body language. And I'm talking about on the telephone, at least now on Zoom, you can see some of that, right? But when I started coaching, we weren't using Zoom and really had the mindset that wasn't possible to do. And so did some of my clients, by the way. And then that changed when I started doing it. 
And I started realizing that, wait a minute, it just takes a little bit of a different way of being and a little bit more effort. But the premises of connecting are the same. So what I wanted to do in today's episode is offer you five tips to help you build rapport and connection with remote workers more effectively. I think it's possible. And I think it just takes a little bit more effort and a little bit more intention on our parts as leaders to become better at leading remotely. So social psychologist Matt Lieberman tells us from his research in his book, Social, which is a great book, by the way, if you haven't read it, I really recommend it. He tells us that our need to connect is as fundamental as our need for food and water. Humans are wired to connect with other humans. And since we spend so much of our time at work, connecting those that we work with, obviously, impacts our engagement and it also impacts our overall well-being. So when people are saying, wow, we're just not connecting, it makes sense that they're saying, oh, we need to connect. So the answer is we just need to bring everybody back together so that they're connecting. And we haven't done justice to learning how to connect remotely, because when you think about leadership training and leadership development, we've traditionally emphasized leadership by walking around. And actually, I think there's a book called Leadership by Walking Around. And it's usually saying that connection happens when you're co-located. You stop by someone's office, you build relationships, it's the little water cooler conversations, et cetera. So how can leaders build that rapport and connection when all or part of the team is working remotely and they're not all together in the office? So I'm going to offer you five tips. So here's the first tip. And I think it's it sounds obvious, but think about it for a little bit. Be more deliberate and intentional about making a connection. What we pay attention to gets attended to. When we're busy with a list of tasks to execute, it's easy to get singularly focused on task execution, right? So we're, we go, go, go. I've got this to do. I've got this to do. I got this to do. And so the connection with people usually goes by the wayside. And that's, by the way, in person and remotely, because this is not a phenomenon that is unique to working remotely. This happens in the office as well. You're busy, busy, busy. I don't have time to connect with people. That's the last thing I'm thinking about. However, the difference that may happen is that impromptu opportunities to connect with people in the hallway or before a meeting or in a conference room happen. And when you're working remotely, those things are not there. So what has to happen when you're working remotely is you've got to become more deliberate about creating those opportunities because it's even harder than it is if you're in the office. So here's what I would say. Just as you have a task to-do list, create a connection list and write down three things you're going to do each day to connect with someone you don't see. And here's the kicker, because I know as well as you do what goes to the wayside. Be sure to list these connections as much as a priority as the important things on your to-do list. That way, 
you maintain a constant focus on the importance of rapport building and connection with others. And so I think if you focus on it, that's what gets done, right? And the important thing is not to see this as items on a to-do list, but as opportunities to build deeper and more meaningful connections and relationships with others, being more deliberate and more intentional. You've got to start seeing the connections you're making with others just as important as any task on your to-do list. All right, so intentional and deliberate. Second tip, schedule and conduct regular check-ins with people. Just as what we pay attention to gets attended to, what we schedule gets done. When you have a hybrid or a virtual team meeting, take the first 10 to 15 minutes of the meeting to just check in personally. I know I've seen people do this. I've done this with my teams. And I cannot tell you how much value this and emotional deposits this makes over time. We're busy, right? And we just want to get on with it and let's get to it. But sharing a few non-work-related things going on each other's lives, what you're doing outside of work, family-related things, your kids' activities or people's trials and tribulations, just things that are personal may seem awkward at first, but it really builds relationships. And it, and I'll tell you, I tell some of my clients to do this and they're like, okay, well, what do we talk about? What do I say? You know, how do we, how do I manage that? What if it gets really long and we don't have that much time? And do we, people really want to hear about each other? Assume that they do. And also assume that you do. I mean, you have all these folks that are working for you on your team. Aren't you curious about them as human beings and what they're doing in their lives? And how are they going to build rapport with each other and trust with each other? Part of that is from knowing each other personally. And so if you start to do this regularly, it'll become a habit. It'll be a check-in. And it also becomes a continuity because people will ask, oh, so how did your son's basketball game go? How did they do? And they start to build a camaraderie even in these virtual team meetings. And outside of team meetings, so another way to conduct regular check-ins, so outside of these meetings, so doing the check-in, schedule regular virtual check-in lunch dates with coworkers and team members just for the purpose of connecting with each other. I know we're all busy, but you would do that if you were in the office. So you've got to make a concerted effort to do that when you're not in the office. So let's have a lunch date. And the lunch date is a virtual lunch date. And we skip those because we think it's not efficient. We're busy. We've got other things to do. You can go do a load of laundry. You can do all of these other things. Get them on the calendar and don't cancel them. So pretend it's just like you're in the office, things that you would have done. Because this is starting to build this connection in these relationships. Tip number three. Be curious about others and acknowledge birthdays, special occasions, accomplishments, and other personal milestones. So why do these things go by the wayside when people are working remotely? I don't understand 
why that should be different. I know in the office, it's like, okay, let's all get together and have a virtual birthday celebration for everybody who had birthdays in January. Well, you might not have a cake, but you can do that virtually. And you can do the same exact thing virtually and tell everybody to bring a dessert with them. Actually, that could be part of it is highlighting the dessert that they brought. But it takes a little bit more planning and thought. But keep a record of the birthdays of your staff and your coworkers. And you can do that. You can also make sure you send them a note, a card, or even a small token of remembrance on the day with your birthday sentiments. It's that personal touch. It's that building relationships. One leader I worked with kept a notebook. And what he wrote down in the notebook was he wrote down each one of his employees' names. And then next to their names, he wrote down notes about each one. And he had this notebook. And every time they would have meetings and they would have these check-ins, he would write down notes like about their basketball game or about something they were doing in their house or their aunt was sick or whatever it was. He also included accomplishments. If somebody won an award, he wrote down names of people's children when they talked about them so that he would remember the name or even if they talked about their pet. I mean, anything. He just would write it down next to the name. And when he was going to meet with them, he made a point of looking at the notebook and remembering to ask about those things. He was curious. And he really wanted to know. It wasn't just a technique or a a manipulation thing. He really wanted a way to be able to connect with people more. And this was the notebook. And he actually reported himself that he couldn't believe how much the rapport and connection with his team and coworkers improved by the use of this one simple tool. And by the way, I know we're talking about remote work here, but that works in person too. It's that connection and the relationship building is remembering and being curious about people. But it's especially important when you're working remotely because you're not seeing people. Okay, tip number four. Send weekly emails with updates and personal anecdotes. This is a great one. I've seen people do this so effectively and it has such an impact. Put a tag on your calendar and send a weekly update to your peers and people on your team about something relevant to your work. One leader I know, and this she, this was amazing. I mean, she had amazing results with this. She created her own weekly blog. And this was a blog, a work-related blog. And she sent it to everyone she knew at work. It was in her circle of peers and her team and even her boss. Then she included things like links to articles, things she was learning, something that she had read about, something interesting that she had observed, somebody that had helped, accolades to team members, et cetera. She just included anything that would jog not only a connection, but also continuous learning. And it was amazing because what happened is Not only would people enjoy getting it and be looking forward to it, but it started these virtual email conversations and then people were sending articles back and forth and they were encouraging others to share links. And it's like, oh yeah, there's an article related to this, et cetera. And it just started this learning community out of nowhere. 
And people also started to feel connected and they would be looking forward to her weekly blog. Now, you may not have, you may say, oh, I don't have time to do that. But think about the gist of that, right? So it doesn't have to be a weekly blog, but what can you be doing on a weekly basis, sending out an article? Hey, I'm learning about this, where you're continuously creating an ongoing dialogue and you're continuously creating rapport that has mutual learning as an outcome. And again, that's another way of connecting with people who are remote because you're not, this has nothing to do with being in person. And then finally, tip number five, acknowledge, appreciate, and ask. Make it a habit to be curious and ask more questions when you have opportunities to interact with coworkers and your employees. While time is limited, yeah, I mean, all of us are busy. And tasks at work are never ending. Creating deeper and meaningful connections create engagement. And they also create a sense of inclusion over time. Because what you're trying to do is you're trying to create an environment. Not just a one-time, oh, I remembered you and I'm sending you a note. It's a continuous process that shows that this is the environment. This is who you are. And you're constantly trying to connect with people. It's an ongoing rapport. Take time to verbally acknowledge and appreciate the contribution and strengths you notice in people. And I can't tell you how important that is. When you notice somebody do something, say it in the moment. You're on a Zoom call and somebody says something and say, wow, I really like the way you frame that. Thank you. Make people feel as if you see them. And you don't have to see them in person to do that. I know that for a fact from being a coach, an executive coach. I work with top-level executives. I can't believe this, but I was doing a tally. There is a large percentage of clients that I have and I've had for years that I have never met in person, which is shocking to me because I would have never believed that would be possible. And we have a rapport and we've continued our work together. And we feel like we've known each other for years because we have regular meetings and we also connect in a way that builds rapport and we create a space that the person feels heard and seen. And I think that's really the task. So authentically noticing and acknowledging what others bring to the table goes a really long way in developing rapport and rapport for a long time. So, but you've got to be paying attention and Here's the thing I always say, and I think this is a really critical point. You've got to care. So if you don't care, none of this is relevant. And it won't be relevant in person either because you're going to only care about the to-do list. You're not going to care about building connection and rapport. What I'm saying here is connection and rapport is really important. And you can do this remotely as well because some of the same principles that you would be doing in person are the same principles you'd be using when you're doing it remotely. It just takes a little bit more effort and planning. So most of the tips I've outlined here, these five tips, they require a dedication to making relationships and connections with others your priority. When you're operating face-to-face, some of the rapport building may come naturally when you see somebody in front of you. They just happen to walk by and then you can stop them. Even though, by the way, That doesn't happen as often as we would think it does. But just assume that. 
right? You can make the face-to-face time happen. Becoming more intentional about building rapport and deeper relationships when people are not in front of you takes a bit more thoughtful planning on your part. But I'm here to tell you the potential results are worth the effort. So I'm not so sure if we're ready to ditch the whole remote thing. I think what is really needed is that we need to learn how to connect and build rapport more frequently and also learn how to take the time to do that virtually. I'd love to hear your thoughts about this remote work. Please send me a note and send me your thoughts about this because I think this is a really big topic for the future and it's not going away anytime soon. Thanks for listening. And always remember this, every single moment you have a choice in what you say, what you do, and how you make people feel. Pause and make those choices wisely and intentionally because every single moment, those choices are who you become as a leader. See you next time.